As we open this edition of the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast presented by State Farm Insurance, we first off want to make sure everyone's healthy and safe wherever you may be. Great to have a chance to spend a few moments talking Elon basketball, among other items, with head coach Mike Schrage as the Phoenix wrapped up the 2019-2020 campaign in early March at the CAA tourney in Washington, D.C., with a first-ever appearance in the semifinals against Northeastern. Coach, welcome into the podcast. How are you and the family doing in what is a unique time right now for not only Elon University, but worldwide with the presence of the coronavirus? It is a unique time. Um, just mentioned to you that uh, just, you know, just count our blessings and, you know, everyone's lifestyle has been impacted by this, but uh, ours so much less than so many others. You know, I'm just saying prayers and count our blessings and for those that have been impacted by the virus even more and, and even their lifestyle, those that are being affected job-wise and economy-wise, like we're, we're very fortunate and our, our family understands that. <laughs> so um, to, to, to be healthy and to have a nice roof over our heads and, and be together is a blessing. So I'm just praying for those that are contracted the virus and, and are in much tougher situations than we are. So, What is homeschooling like? Um, are you Professor Shroggy? Uh, uh, I've got a few questions. Help me here, help me there. My wife's smarter than I am, except for basketball, so she she answers most of those. But uh, <laughs> I, I've been I've been tough dad at times because uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm treating this like hey they're in school from <laughs> nine to three right. And, <laughs> one's laying on the bed or FaceTime with a friend. I'm like, Hey, aren't you, uh, you're in school right now. Or I'm trying to get them to go to bed the night, you know, the, the normal time they would, um, during the normal, you know, course of things. So, uh, I've, I've been kind of bad cop for sure. Uh, school, you know, trying to be on about the school stuff. So. There's a lot of different things that we'll have a chance to talk about here during our time together, but the season drew to a close back in Washington, DC. And then who would know that the world of, College basketball would draw to a close 48 hours later. What are the what are the most important things for you and the team here during this unique early off season? Sure, I think the first thing is we were fortunate for closure on last season. You know where yeah. a lot of programs were still playing and it ended so abruptly for them. Uh, you know our season was over and I you know I thought it finish with the right momentum that we needed to project us forward. And we came back to campus. I was able to sit down with them one-on-one, even just for a little bit before spring break. And and that's when everything started developing where, hey, hey, when they go home for spring break, we may not see them for a while. So so we kind of talked accordingly. So I was kind of fortunate that we were able to do that and, and not have everything in so abruptly. Um, but right now it's it's now that first week it was it was spring break for them, but since then, you know, taking these online courses, checking in with them, you know, Casey Crenshaw does such an incredible job for us with that. But but trying to reinforce with our guys finishing the semester right it certainly looks like we're not going to have them back anytime soon, of course. And just staying in great touch with them, maintaining those relationships, um, myself and different staff members continually text or, make, or taking phone calls with them. We had a Zoom session or anything like that because, again, I think we finished our season the right way. But we're going to get there, you know, as an entire group. But we're, we're going to call this time your development season. A lot of time one-on-one with the guys on the court, weight room, agility, lateral. So Cameron Ringstead, our strength conditioning coach, did a great job putting together programs for our guys. Uh, Mark Adams and I 
got together. Mark does such a great job with our player development stuff and put together programs for our guys to be able to work in from home. But home home for some guys means a basket. Home for some guys right. means just the ball. Home for some guys means I can't leave the house. So we've tried to fine-tune as best we can. So these guys are at least staying in some kind of shape. They say, hey, do what you can do. We're going to give you a plan. We're going to do our jobs, but just do what you can do in your environment, in your situation. But just checking with those guys, making them feel still a part of this. You mentioned finishing the year on the right foot, and obviously the program's building something special to end the first year. And you and I have talked not only about this season, but have also talked about your time at Duke and Stanford. I'd like to go back for a moment. Your first opportunity professionally was with Rod Barnes at Old Miss and living on Coach Barnes's couch. How impactful was that opportunity, and what do you still remember to this day? He gave me a bed, first of all. I wasn't, I wasn't just on the couch. I, I was like, we have a, a, bed, a bedroom, the, the guest bedroom. I, I appreciate you asking about him and that experience because I think sometimes that's the, the forgotten one, you know, when you've worked for some of the coaches and been to some of the places I have. So I appreciate you asking about him. Um, he gave me my first job out of college. You know, that, that takes some, some guts, that takes some belief, and I'll never forget him. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it's not – for him, specifically, give me that first opportunity out of college. Everyone's always looking for that. And then, and like you mentioned, I go down there. We had some mutual friends um, where I think he he trusted me and hired me. But all of a sudden, I'm I'm single and going down to Oxford, Mississippi. The cost of living is a little higher than I ever expected. And and he took me to his home. And I think at, at first it was a temporary thing. Then he probably learned now I'm pretty. This guy's pretty low maintenance. And his two sons, who I think were six and three at the end. At the time, six and three at the time, we became really close. So, I mean, that's the first thing I learned from him is family. Family means family. Yeah. Um, he, he literally took me into his home, and I saw him convey that all the time to our student athletes, just what a family atmosphere. You know, learn a different way of doing things, certainly. Um, learning to coach guys from different backgrounds. You know, I, I you know, you know, I think that was really beneficial. Um and we ended up winning, just, just, but just the family atmosphere, care for the players, really stood out. Um, and we won, you know, it, it kinda, it's kind of relevant to what we're trying to do, too. It's one of the really neat moments for me as a coach. It's, it's up there with anything. And, again, I was lucky to be a part of a team that won a national championship at Duke. The year I was at Ole Miss, we won the first NCAA tournament game in Ole Miss basketball history. Wow. And, and so Seeing what that did for a school, I remember we beat uh, Villanova at the time, 8-9 game in Milwaukee. I remember coming back to the hotel. We had to scout the next game, of course, and they were celebrating like we won the national championship, <laughs> trying to pull us all these directions and stuff. I'm like, whoa, we got we to go prepare for this next game. We actually played Michigan State uh, one of the years. They went to the Final Fours. I think it was their first Final Four under Tom Izzo, and uh, we had them down to about the four-minute mark in the second half. But, but winning that first game, which is our goal, you know, going to NCAA tournament for the first time, yeah. which is our ultimate goal and next step when that happens. Um, I've seen it, and I've seen what it means to a to a program, a, a school, um, and it, it was really neat. I, I take a lot of pride in him. I stay in great touch with him and his family, and that's that's what really makes me realize how how old I am. Is his two sons now graduated <laughs> from college, and, and uh, one's working for him as a coach. So, but they're they're just just what a family atmosphere. Him taking care of me that first year and the profession meant so much. Let's take a quick moment and tell you about our friends at CPI Security. CPI Security, protection you can count on, the conveniences you'll love. 
Visit them online at mycpi.com to learn more. Let me take a further step back, not only with Coach Barnes, but your dad has got one of the coolest titles that I can ever know. Professor Emeritus of the School of Aerospace Engineering. Literally, your father is a rocket scientist. Talk about growing up with him <laughs> and the impact in Atlanta. Well, he is a smart guy, and uh, he used to show me all the shortcuts in math, like algebra and calculus. He get me in trouble with my my teachers because uh, I would, you know, they want they at that stage you want they want to do the long hand and this and that. Yeah, he'd always show me the. The, the, the quick ways to get the answers. You get me in trouble, actually. But, uh, you know, I love Atlanta. We spend enough time together. Anyone's around me, I have a lot of pride. Moved from the Midwest to Atlanta when I was eight, and my parents have lived in the same house ever since. Um, I love Atlanta. Stay in such great touch with all my buddies from there, my, my high school teammates. So many of them came to our first game at Mars Hill. That meant the world to kind of be here. I end up being being my first win, and and I'm a huge Lance sports fan, as I think you know, especially Braves and Falcons. But uh, my dad, yeah, my dad's made me so much of who I am, even though I'm not smart enough to be an aerospace engineer. Or, or uh, but in my my respect to profession, to see how his passion for his work and how hard he works and how how much he cares for his you know students over the years. Um, really made a difference in me. Obviously, aerospace engineering is not basketball, and you majored in kinesiology, studying the mechanics of the human body when you were in school to, at Indiana. What was it that made you want to be a basketball coach? I think my parents or anyone who's been around me just, just knows the passion I have for basketball, I always have. Um, certainly my dad instilled that in me. You know, He played at, for, for Bob Knight at, at West Point. And uh, I, sh- I shot a lot of baskets. You'd think I would have been an even better player the amount of time I spent out there on that, on that goal. But that's uh, a ton of time in the game growing up. And I was the, I was the one doing the bracket, the NCAA tournament pulls, you know, around the yeah. in high school. Hundreds of guys, hundreds of, <laughs> hundreds of kids to, to do it and, and kind of keep an eye on it during the school day or sneaking away and watching. Um, I didn't play a ton of video games, but there's this video game, I don't know the name, but one that, that my parents got for me where you, you were kind of a coach and, and it, it wasn't as advanced certainly as it, as it would be today, but you could pick all the national championship teams and coach them against each other. I'd be like the 76 Indiana versus the 83 NC State. Yeah. Like I've always had kind of that spirit in me. And then um, when I went to college, I was thinking, I always wanted to be involved in basketball. I was thinking journalism initially. Um, I like to write and, and, and do that, try to try to follow in you and, and your, your, your family's footsteps, I guess. And then it went from there to kind of physical therapy and athletic training. And I knew coaching was always an option for me, but when I went up to Indiana, like I could have played D3. That would have been the right level for me. I don't think I'd be in coaching if I did that. Right. It was hard to go up to Indiana and just learn the game and see where it took me. But um, learning from Coach Knight, Having the ability to be in drills, work out our guys, and then really what did it for me and what kind of changed the course in, in my direction, what I want to do professionally is I coached AAU two summers. And when I coached AAU, these guys from high school, really good players, um, a lot of mid-major players themselves I was coaching. Um, the difference I was making there and, and how much I was enjoying it, I, I went kind of from trying to have the grades to be pre-med physical therapy athletic training to like all right i'm, I'm still gonna get good grades but i'm i know <laughs> i don't need to <laughs> I, i'm gonna spend more time on espn watching the acc game and and uh 
and, and pack, pack 10 game at the time after, after we had practice than, than maybe study more than I needed to my last year and a half in college. Um, but uh, that's, that's where it really grew in me, that, that experience in Indiana. I knew I wanted to be involved with basketball always, but uh, that's where coaching clicked for me. So Let's bring everything full circle. A lot of what you've taken with you from day one in your coaching career is lessons in relationships, and you've had long-standing relationships with people that help you on a daily basis on your coaching staff, from Coach Holmes and Coach Adams and Tyler Lewis, who is your director of basketball operations. How important are those friendships to you, especially in building the foundation of the program here with year one? You know, my goal, I think anyone you talk to makes that step as a head coach, wants to hire preferably people they know and trust already. And my first, our first four hires were especially that, you know, Tyler Lewis, Jonathan Holmes, Vince Walden. Yeah. uh, And then Mark Adams, um, I think in that order, were all four guys that I knew I trusted, had in mind. I don't think I spent a lot of time thinking what I would do as a head coach. I just tried to be the best where I was at and knowing it would prepare me for that moment. But I always had, especially if I went to North Carolina, it's always a place I wanted to be. And Elon resonated so much with who I am. And those four were always on my mind. And the fact that those four decided to join me um, really limited kind of the whirlwind process of being a head coach. All we had to focus on were our student athletes and recruiting and building a program because there's already a trust there with your staff. Um, then obviously Vince left for, I thought, a, a great reason and respected it. And uh, we hired Josh Pierre and Alan Payne, who's been incredible. And of course, those guys I did not know as well personally, but they knew people I, I trusted and respected and, and they've been home runs as well. So no doubt, we'll always talk. I think the two times we'll talk as we continue to build this program, those first three months on the job, the first hundred days especially, having those scholarships open, getting to know our players, working out our players, having more recruiting visits, <laughs> you know, than ever. It was, All right. You know, I don't sleep a lot anyways, but those first three months you're sleeping very little. And then, and then this season, November, December, part of January, yes, it's tough. We knew this first year would be tough building, but it's tough when you're not seeing the, the you're only seeing the process, not the results and, and keeping our guys kind of together and, and positive and, and, uh, but it was tough. It's tough to go through. Um, when I do sleep, uh, I usually do. I do. I have no problem sleeping. I don't wake up. You know, during that time, you're waking up. And you can't go back to sleep because you're thinking, what else can I do better? Um, but but just us as a staff kind of staying with it and our team as a result, staying with it and just just keep building throughout the year. And I think having guys you really trust that you can lock arms with and, and do this with really makes the experience even better. And I'm, I'm blessed to have all those guys. Thanks for spending a few moments, and thanks for kicking off the podcast year. And uh, all my best to you and your family. That's it. I've got all day. I don't know what to do. You know, I thought I thought we were going to stay. But, but no, TD, I appreciate it. Uh, anytime you want to do this, it will occupy some of my day. But uh, all the best to our fans and everybody out there. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, and I'm proud proud to could be more proud to be your head men's basketball coach. Perfect. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Thanks, you. Our thanks to Coach Trage for joining us. Quick reminder, Wilson Tire Pros wants you to know they're deemed essential and are open in here for all of your automotive needs. They're committed to continuing to offer honest and exceptional service and affordable prices for all customers while maintaining a safe environment for customers and employees. Give them a call, 584-9638. Visit them online at wilsontireandautomotive.com. 
The Best Western Plus, Grill 584. Proud to support Elon Athletics and our community during this unique time. Remember that the best steakhouse for miles still open on a daily basis for all of your takeout needs. And if you can't find what you're looking for at the grocery store, then how about taking Grill 584 home with you and preparing it yourself? Contact Grill 584 at 584-0479. Learn more about how you can take the best steaks and other items home with you to fix yourself. The Best Western Plus and Grill 584, proud partners of Elon Athletics and all of Alamance County. Until next time, this is the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast presented by State Farm Insurance.